Hello and welcome to the W2 Football Podcast. Uh, So this episode is going to be a continuation of our one from last week where we do our predictions for the NFL this season. Again, same parameters before. uh, Shortened offseason, no preseason. We're taking all that into account. Uh, And also assuming a 16-game season. So, uh, with those parameters in mind, we're going to head into the NFC now this week, starting much like we did last time with the NFC East. So, the first team going in alphabetical order in the NFC East is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I have the Dallas Cowboys going uh, 10 and 6 in this season, actually, um, with a Bit of a rough start at 1-2. I have them losing to the Rams to open the season and to Seattle. Uh, That being said, they kind of bounce back from there, improve themselves. I also have them losing to... Actually, to Washington on the road. And then to uh, Philadelphia on the road. And then Pittsburgh at home. With a bounce back against uh, Minnesota, revenge against Washington, losing to Baltimore. But you get the gist. Like A lot of their losses, even though there's six of them, they're divisional games in a couple of them. And then, you know, they're losing. I have them losing to Baltimore, San Francisco. You know, not exactly, not exactly a bad season for the Cowboys. Um, but I think it is enough for them to win the division. Yeah, I. So, out of conference this year for the Cowboys is not the greatest, but they do personally. I do think they benefit from having Washington and the New York Giants in the same division, where I have them winning. I believe I have them sweeping both teams and then splitting with the Eagles, which was five and one in the division. I actually have them going twelve and four. Um, I say this as a born and raised Philadelphian. I think Dallas is definitely a better team this year. Um, they are going to go five. I firmly believe they're going to go five one in the division. You can debate about a couple of games outside of that. Um, I believe their big loss. I had them going in week three. Seattle is one of the losses. And the one knockoff to Philly. I do think they lose to Minnesota and they lose to Baltimore, which would put your mental four. Everything else I have as a win. San Francisco's one game that you can kind of have a swing game on. Um, they, they, San Francisco, I do think it's pretty home. good. On that one as well. So, yeah, I and, that and that's I think that's that home feels less about them being home and more about them not having to travel half all the way across the country. Yeah, it's just I I really like the talent they have acquired in Dallas. I think that I think with a better head coach and the really solid draft they had, I really don't see them being worse than eleven and five. And I really think they have a very much higher chance of being 12. I like Dallas this year. I don't like Dallas, but I like Dallas to be good. So then we, we, we pretty much agree. I mean, I feel like 12 and four, there's a few games that could swing. Like I do have them losing to the Rams to start the season, which I think they could very easily win that game too. Also, I do have them losing to Cincinnati on the road, which is another game they could very easily win. So they could easily, with my predictions, 
swing to a 12 and 4 as well. Wait, I mean, do you see them losing to Cincinnati? Just just because of positioning, two back-to-back road road games, and since I I honestly don't think they stack up well at all against Baltimore, I think they get their butts whooped in that game. Uh, I think it's a hangover game. That's kind of where I came at from it. Uh, came okay. It from. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that, but I mean, other than that, I think we both agree that Dallas is more than likely going to win the division this year. And that's also coming from yeah, a diehard Eagles I, fan. It hurts. Yeah, I don't like. I don't don't see Val, Dallas losing this. Next, we move on to. I think we both agree. Well, maybe not agree. We both know they're going to be bad. The New York Giants. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this. They're just there's a, there's they're a, this not is a team another, we're talking about. This is another team where um, it's easier to tell you the teams we have them beating than the teams we have them losing to. I have them beating Chicago and uh, I think Philadelphia and Washington once each. Similar. I have them beating Philadelphia and Washington both at their home games and then their home game uh, for Arizona. That's it. That's what you get. Congratulations. Yeah, that's that's about it. We're, we're not going to spend too much more time here. I don't they, think the Giants yeah, they're not it. to do anything. <laughs> well, so, uh, full disclosure, it, it's not that the Giants are going in a bad direction. I actually think Daniel Jones is actually pretty solid. I was very impressed with Daniel Jones, to be honest. I think a lot of people love to meme the uh, Daniel Jones at sixth, sixth overall, LOL. But I don't... I think they've proven that they really were knowledgeable because I think he definitely played above the um, the level he was expected to play at, even though he was sixth overall. And uh, honestly, I, I'm starting to think it was a good pick. So good job, New York Giants, but you're still going to be trash this year. Congrats. Like, so good job. So moving on to the Eagles now, I actually have the Eagles starting off their season very strongly, losing only to San Francisco on the road and Baltimore at home uh, in the first eight games of the season. That being said, the second half kind of hurts them a lot more, in my opinion. Cause, and it's mainly because of who they have to play. I mean, in their final six games of the season, they play Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Dallas. Uh, their only easy, quote-unquote, easy wins are Arizona and Washington. Uh, that being said, there is a fun note here. Um, I think the Eagles go 10-6, and 4-2 and two in the division. And while they split with Dallas here, in my predictions... I there's um I forget how I figured it out but basically I have Dallas with the edge and I th- think it comes down to I have Dallas beating San Francisco and I have the Eagles losing to San Francisco. So you have them losing to like opponents for the division. That's that's my understanding here because they if I remember if I've read this right you have them at the same divisional record. Yes, they okay. both are four and two. Gotcha. Um, and they split each other, obviously. Yeah. Um, I I want the Eagles to be so much better than they actually are. I actually do have them starting off 
pretty strong. Um, I have them starting off three and zero. Then I have them losing three straight games. Which is I have them losing the to San Francisco Pitt and Baltimore. The only difference in those in that three game stretch is that I have them beating Pittsburgh. Yep, and then I have them beating New York and Dallas both at home. Now here's the kicker: I have them losing. Four straight games after that, which is at New York Giants, just because I don't see them, I don't see them sweeping the Giants. I think Cleveland's better, so they lose to Cleveland. They never beat Seattle, so they lose to Seattle, and then they're at Green Bay, and I think Green Bay is a better team, so they lose four. So fun fact: uh, we don't agree on the Cleveland game, and we don't agree on the Seattle game, and the reason I picked the Eagles to beat Seattle for the first time with Carson Wentz is that it just Seattle to me I think they're they're a deceptive team I have them in a great record and I have them doing well and I think they're they're a great team it's just I feel like in this particular game that Carson Wentz and the Eagles will want it too much to let Seattle leave Philadelphia with a win this time. Was like if it's a revenge game and that's really the only reason. I do I do think that you're right. I think that they lose to the Giants and that they lose to Green Bay. Yeah, like I think the Seattle and Cleveland game is where we differ, but I think that's more to do with I'm higher on Cleveland and Seattle than you are. That's not necessarily that I'm higher on the Eagles thing. I think that's more of to say of their opponents. I would, I would agree on the Cleveland one, but not on the Seattle one because I'm actually pretty high on Seattle this year, as much as I don't want to be. Meaning, I don't think Seattle drops the game to Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't think. I think Philadelphia is definitely a worse. It's definitely not a great. Is also fun fact. Uh, it just got announced a couple days ago that Philadelphia is not. They're they're. Yeah, there. This this home game means literally nothing because there's not going to be anyone in the stands. Let me put it that way. They got, got announced uh, yesterday, I think, at this point of when of recording of um, they're not allowing people in the stands by the city's ordinance. It was, it was, a, it was a bit ago, but yeah. No, this is yeah, yeah. But you get the point. Uh, recently enough, there's not going to be an actual home field advantage in Philadelphia here. So as much as I love home field advantages, and I think I've proven that by picking quite a bit of divisional opponents and winning in home field and splitting divisions more and more, um, but this is the Philadelphia just has this weird roadblock mentally when it comes to Seattle. It just does, and I'm not willing to bet against it in a shortened season. And I think you misunderstand why I'm picking Philadelphia. I'm not picking them because I don't acknowledge the roadblock. I, I acknowledge it. And I think they're acknowledging it too. I think they want to pat. They want to beat Seattle too badly to let Seattle leave with a win. That's. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. And saying I'm just saying that roadblock is big. Eh. No, I'm just explaining my thought process of why I Me. don't like them in this game. Fair. And I love Philadelphia. I don't like them in this game, especially with where I have Seattle vying for position against San Francisco. I just see this as a non-lose for Seattle as well. And I, Russell Wilson just is something I see in my nightmare. So I'm going to go with Seattle. 
So anyway, moving on to the final team, the Washington football team, since they are no longer using their old moniker. Um, it's not going to be a pretty season for them, in all honesty, and it's not because they lost their mascot. Um, it's just too many, too many new pieces and a shortened off season. And I am going six and ten with a two and four divisional record. Uh, I'm going to follow that up with a one and five divisional record and a three and thirteen record. Um, that I have them go first overall. If you listen to the last episode, you would you would have heard that uh, earlier on the episode. Um, I just don't like Washington for to really do much at all this season. They start off really hard with like uh, they start off with Philadelphia, which I think is strictly better team. I think Arizona is going to start off hot. Then they got Cleveland, who I'm high high on. Baltimore, who is obviously really good, actually have them taking their one non-divisional game. It's home at the Ram. Is a home with the Rams coming in. Then they they win their no sorry, let me rephrase that. Uh, they win the win with the Rams coming in. They win with the Giants coming in for their divisional game. They lose both to Philadelphia, lose both to Dallas, and then they win with Carolina coming in. And uh, you'll hear how I have feel about Carolina later in the episode, but. Yeah, those are their three wins for me. I just don't see many of these other wins going their way. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I went with a few. I have them beating Arizona. I have them beating, actually. Cincinnati? Wow. Actually, I have them beating Dallas in week seven at home. Uh, I I never hate, I never really hate that, yeah. And then I have them beating the Giants to follow that one up. And that's their two divisional wins back to back with a bye week in between. Uh, I also have them beating Detroit, Cincinnati, and then they don't get another win until the Carolina game after that. That's fair. I, I, you're never going to see me argue too hard against national play. Like, if you say Dallas drops that game to Washington, as much as I disagree, I don't think that's really out of the realm of possibility. Um, but... Long story short, uh, Washington, you're last in the division, and you're not great. Well, uh, for me, you're 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 second to last in the division. <laughs> I still oh think wait, the Giants are really? Oh, oh wait, what do you have the Giants at? Thirteen and three, or three and thirteen? Sorry, I keep. Oh yeah, those. God, they're both bad. They really are. Also, fun fact: if you're keeping score. Um, I personally have the both New York teams at a grand total of six and twenty-six. Uh, can, sorry, <laughs> they're not great. No. Well, with that out of the way, we're gonna we're gonna leave the NFC East. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of an up and down division, in all honesty. And we're gonna move into um, gonna move into the NFC North, starting with the. Bears. Now, I don't have a lot of faith in the Bears. I wanted to. I know they've got um, Nick Foles in there now. But again, it's another situation of replacing a quarterback, no offseason. We're gonna beat that we're gonna beat that point in a lot this uh, this predictions run. I don't have them winning a game until week seven against the Rams. Like I have them starting the season zero and six, 
and I have them finishing 3-13. and 13. It doesn't get much better. I have them winning a Week 10 against Minnesota, just just because it's a divisional rivalry, and that's really it. Uh, and then their last win I have in Week 13 against Detroit. Again, another divisional win. I have them 2-4 and four in the division and 3-13. and 13. That, That's hilarious. Um, so we only agree on one game when it comes to their wins, and that's the Detroit game. Uh, my wins come with uh, beating the New York Giants, beating the Colts, and then beating Houston all at home. So really, I think Chicago goes four and four at home, and then loses every single road game, and they go one and five in the division. Um, so I want Nick Foles to do good in this league. Believe me, I want Nick Foles to do good in this league. Um, I think there's a combination of Tariq Cohen's kind of underperforming, so they have no real solid running game. Um, they, I don't believe in Nick Foles or Trubisky to really carry this team above and beyond, and I think their defense it hasn't gotten a whole heck of a lot better. And they weren't great last year, so I just don't see them being much better than my personal record, which is 4-12. and 12. I, I can see it, and honestly, I kind of agree because it's 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 tricky. Yeah, like it's yeah, just I, again, I want, we both want them to do well, mainly because of our Homer uh, Homer mentality with the Eagles and with Nick Foles. But reality seeps in, and reality is as much as we love Nick Foles, and he won the Eagles a Super Bowl, he doesn't have the ability to carry a team on his own. He just does not play well outside of Philadelphia teams, apparently. Like, he was terrible for the Rams, terrible for the Chiefs, terrible for the Jaguars. You think he's all of a sudden going to turn around in Chicago? I, I'm not buying it. As much as I love the guy and as meme as he is and as nice of a guy as he is, he's just not the answer. Granted, I'm open to being wrong. I oh, hope yeah. I'm wrong. We do, we but do I don't do, think but... I'm wrong. Exactly. I don't think I'm wrong. Um, anyway, moving on. Moving on to the next team, we have the Detroit Lions. Now, I have the Lions uh, actually... I have them finishing also 2-4 and four in their division, but 5-11 and 11 on the season, including um, capping off their end of their season with a win against Minnesota. But... That one came after a uh, <clears throat> a five-game losing streak. I've been beating a few teams, but they're they're mostly gimmies like uh, beating beating Carolina, and uh, I think I also have them beating. Uh, I got to beat yeah, Chicago, Jacksonville. I think I have them beating Jacksonville. In yeah, that's yeah. not about right. Yep, we're in a similar spot. Uh, I think I have them take one more game. I yes, I do. I have them at six and ten, so we're in, kind of in the same spot. It's um, do you have them spot. winning the opener? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in a very similar spot. Um, I have them being the opener. I have them. Let's see. Uh, beating Indianapolis, beating Washington, beating Houston, beating. I actually have them taking a game off Green Bay. Um, and uh, of course. The last game, of, last game of the season. While well, I also had them beating Minnesota, so we're kind of in the same ballpark here. 
Um, Detroit just boils down to of I actually am high on Nat Stafford. It's just there's something off about the rest. I can't it's, put my finger on it. They just can't seem Detroit. to put it together. I mean, it, yeah, it's Detroit. Uh, That's all you can really say. They they can get that player in there, but they'll never give that player the supporting cast. They did. It really with, depresses me. They did it with Barry Sanders. They did it with Megatron. They're doing Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I know. They, they, they get the one guy and then want that one guy to win him a Super Bowl, and that's not how the NFL works. I mean, well, I think it's we talk, more we talk of... We talk a big like... game about Mahomes, but if you look at Mahomes and the Chiefs, there's a team around Mahomes. It's I think the Lions are the most unfortunate franchise outside of the Cardinals. And I, I think that's... that's true. I mean, they're they're like, if I'm not mistaken, 1-12 in, in the playoffs. It's not great. No, it's uh, not. I don't know the exact record, um, it's but it's one, not. It's, it's one a. It's, it's very bad. Well, yeah, it's 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 bad. Which it sucks because you named probably my two favorite non-Eagles of all time, which is obviously Megatron and Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is my personal. I, he's my number one running he's back my of all time. Back. I put him above my all. Absolute favorite running back. I did. He's not just my favorite. Him. I think he's the best running back ever. Watching I think him he's play the best. Was even in replays is just it's mesmerizing. Yeah, like and it's this is the franchise I kind of empathize with the most, and it really hurts to see them at six and ten, kind of just sticking around in this like maybe like twelfth spot in the draft and like twentieth spot in the draft constantly. It really sucks. They're in purgatory. They're in NFL yeah, purgatory. They, they they never get better, but they don't get worse enough to get that one player that could make them even better. It's just they're they're stuck. Yeah, like like uh, yeah, it's just not great. They had they just keep getting these generational talents. They do. Um, they had Sue for a while. If I remember right. Yep. Uh, they had Megatron. They had Stafford, and these players all bring them out of the cellar. But then they just—they don't hit those those mid first round picks that they get after that, and then they just botch the free agency, and they're not exactly an ideal team. So they just end up being middling, and it really sucks because I like the Lions, but I I think we've kind of said all we can say with the Lions, unfortunately. Uh, really, really wish the best for you, Lion Bros. But this is. It's, it's at, looking at, like I have them at six and ten, teams. and I, yeah, I was gonna say at six and ten, I think that's their cap right now. Um, I think there's some possibilities in the future, but not now. So moving on, we get to the Green Bay Packers. Now, even though I do have them losing their opening game and actually starting the season uh, one and two, losing to Minnesota on the road and New Orleans on the road, I do have them finishing the season at eleven and five. With a five and one record in their division, um, their non-divisional losses I have as New Orleans, uh, Houston actually, and let's see, I think it's San Francisco and Indianapolis. So I mean, nope. that's that's about right. I actually have them beating Tennessee towards the end of the season as well. 
think I do. So yeah, I, do. I think we're almost exactly the same, except I actually am going ten and six and going four and two in the division. Well, which other divisional game do you have them losing? Let me double check. I think I have them losing. I think I already have. The, yeah, I have them losing to their visit to Detroit. Ah, week fourteen, and I could see that one. I could see that one. Yeah, like I actually have them starting like just win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss, all the way up until week eight, where they go win loss. Here, listen to this. I have them lost, win, loss, win, loss, win. Win, loss, win, loss, win, win, loss, win, win, win. Like they, they are very a middling team up until they win their last three games in a row. They, I don't have them winning more than two games in a row all the way up until week seventeen, where they finally get a third win in the row. I think that's kind of where I see them being, where they're just gonna keep floundering back and forth between the season, but they end up finishing pretty strong. And I do have them winning the division, so. And that's the same here. That's, that's where it's at. That's when we come to the final team of the division, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I have the Vikings. I have the Vikings as the best way I can put it is I have the Vikings as the best eight and eight team in the NFL. I think they're going to go eight and eight but they're going to be a much better team than their record implies. And what that comes from is the fact that they they open their season, in my opinion, with a win against Green Bay and then a win against Indianapolis. But then they have to play Tennessee, Houston, and Seattle, the last two of those being on the road. I think they beat Houston but lose to Tennessee and Seattle. And then you you get to the last part of their season where they I mean they got to play Dallas they got to play Tampa Bay on the road they got to play New Orleans on the road. It's not a good schedule for them towards the end, and that's the only reason they go eight and eight in my book, is that they just the end of their season is just so rough. So our. St- Storylines are not too far off, so I actually have them also going ten and six to the division. Um, I'll go when we talk about playoff seating. I'll go over this again a little bit, um, but the big thing I have happening is also them losing three of their last four games. Like this... I think they've started off pretty strong. I th- think they end up going. Uh, I believe I'm ten and three at one point. Do you have them? Do you have them losing... nine and three at one point. Do you have them going losing to Tampa Bay, beating Chicago, losing to New Orleans, losing to Detroit? Yep, I do. The exact same final four games. Yeah, I believe I firmly believe that happened. I think those final four games are almost a lock for Minnesota, but I have them starting out a lot stronger in the season. Um, Like I said, I really want to kind of talk about this when we talk about playoff seeding because um, I've shown you my notes of how I think this happens. Um, You can go double check. the, this division in particular is something I want to I want to talk about a little bit later. So, but yes, ten and six, so I, um, I they're will, tied with Green Bay uh, for record. In my, I will sh- I will say this: um, it is neck and neck through the whole year for me between the two of them. In fact, there's several times where they'll both have the same records, uh, including. But what it comes down to is this: final four games for me is what costs the Vikings the division. 
because I have them and Green Bay entering the final four games of their season at a seven and five record. But I have Green Same. Bay winning all four of their final games, whereas the Vikings only win one. And I think that this final run is what costs them the division. Yeah. So again, I'm gonna kind of touch on my predictions, and I'll even go into how it, my my thought process. Uh, they're both ten and six, but I do have Green Bay um, first in the division. Again, I kind of really want to touch on that when we're talking about playoff seating. But uh, so enough. let's move along next. So moving in, we go to the next division, the NFC South. Uh, I like to call this division half garbage, half not. <laughs> half garbage, half gold. Um, if you don't mind, just for simplicity's sake, uh, can we just agree to talk about the trash teams first? Uh, we're going to. That's actually alphabetical order. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic how it works out? Yeah. So we have the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> and I've got them at 4-12, and 2-4 and four in the division. Um, yeah... Yeah, Ugh, but dude, I have them at five and eleven. This is, guys, Atlanta. All right, hold on. Give me, give me a second. You, you suck. Holy God, you suck. You suck. I, I, you guys have such great amounts of individual talent, but then you just decide to poop the bed on. Ever since the Super Bowl, this is a broken team, men- mentally, and it sucks. It just bleeds into their play, and until there's like a major shift in this organization, uh, you're gonna see our predictions be the norm. Yeah, unfortunately. So just to, just to highlight the wins, I have them are I have them beating Chicago and the Chargers outside of division. But other than that, it's just their two wins against Carolina that I give them in the division. So, let me so put it this I have way. the five and eleven. Sorry, oh, I was just gonna say. I, gonna, I have five eleven. I have Chicago and Carolina as well. But I actually, them beat Detroit, beating uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, and I actually have them taking one off on the Saints because I have. Well, yeah. Again, we'll talk about why I have that when we get to the Saints. But a five and eleven is their your peak. That's so, your peak. The only reason I have them at 4-12 and 12 is because I gave them half of their wins against the worst team in the NFL, in my opinion. And that brings us into our next team, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, I've, God. I have the Panthers going 0-6 in the division and 2-14 and 14 overall. I have them beating the Chargers and beating beating the Bears, and that's it. That's oh, boy. It. Okay, so, again, this is kind of going to spoil a little bit of the narrative I have going in, apparently, into my games. Uh, I had them beating Chicago. I have them beating Atlanta, but I've kind of already spewed my Atlanta. I have them beating Detroit. And believe it or not, I'm going to, again, kind of allude to how I feel like this season is going to end up. I have them beating the Saints in week 17. Yes, that's going to sound ridiculous, but hear me out when we talk about the Saints. Um, you want to just launch into the, the Chargers? The, I also give them I also give them a couple bonus points. I don't hate 
Teddy Bridgewater, and I think they have a lot of fast receivers that they can kind of get a couple f- cheese wins in there, and I think late in the season, New Orleans will be susceptible to that. I'm going to be and, 100% honest with you. I forgot that they signed Bridgewater. Yeah. like I, So the 4-12 and 12 is more of my faith in Bridgewater than anything else that has to do with this damn team. This the defense is garbage, and I really like Samuel as a receiver, and I like... DJ Moore as a receiver a lot. Like, I kind of have a weird infatuation with DJ Moore. Um, it's, it's mostly unfounded. But really, I don't see them being better than 4 and 12. And I think the, the future isn't really bleak for the Panthers. Um, you have McCaffrey. As long as you have McCaffrey, you're going to be solid for at least a few more years, at least in one respect on your offense. I mean, and I think too- if you bring in a young quarterback, you're going to bring them in a good situation overall. To be fair, um, they are 2-14, and 14, and I was a little heavy on the, uh, they're the worst team in the NFL, but the reality is, I do have them 2-14, but there are a lot of games, like the Atlanta game at home, the Arizona game, um, and actually that New Orleans game at the end of the season, where they could easily flop those. That being said, that I still don't. I think five and eleven is the absolute height. Absolute yeah, like, height for this I, team. Yeah, and to be fair, I don't. I have Carolina four and twelve. Um, I have three other teams at three and thirteen. I actually think they're better than those three and thirteen teams. And I think, like, if they didn't have three and thirteen, I don't think they're in a worse position than the Jets, Giants, or the. Redskins, and I think the Redskins are actually the worst team in the NFL. Um, no matter what, I don't care if the Redskins end up winning six games. I think they're terrible. I think they're just in a really bad position for the future, and that's what I largely am crediting to calling them the worst team in the NFL. But yeah, that's that's the Carolina Panthers. So we're gonna jump into the next team now, the New Orleans Saints. We Bull. have, Boy, have I... very, oh, yeah. differing, very differing opinions on this team. I've got them going 5-1 and one in the division, with one loss being to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road in Week 9. And I also Dude. have that as their only loss on the season. I have the Saints going 15-1. and one. Now... There's a bit to lead into that where they could lose that last game against Carolina, mainly because they wouldn't need to play in it at all. Like, they, it means nothing to them at that point in the season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them at 14-2, and but still, I got them at 15-1. and Yeah, you know what? This is a team that can't go 15-1. I don't... I think... Of all the teams we've talked about, and in fact, I think in between looking at every team in the NFL, this is the most likely team to go 15 and 1. Personally, I think that's true. That being said, um, I do have the first loss being also to Tampa Bay. Uh, God, I'm going to get hate for this. Um, I have them losing for the last five games. I have them losing to Atlanta, losing to Philly, losing to Kansas City, winning against Minnesota, and then losing to Carolina. This team, as much as I am a Drew Brees fanboy, 
I just don't. This team seems to have this weird knack for just underperforming. And I think this season has the potential to kind of play into that narrative again. And I'm buying into it. I think, uh, like, losing a divisional game to start a losing streak, which would be at Atlanta, is so on brand for that kind of thing. Then going against Philadelphia, who will be. I mean, they're four weeks out from the end of the division, but they'll be in the race. And Philly always plays hard randomly at the end of the season when it, instead of when it friggin' matters at the beginning of the season. That shit out of me. Then they play again at the Chiefs, which, I mean, we uh, Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. Losing that game is not unheard of. Um, I, and then the next game would be the sort of Vikings start at them winning, which I think is very fair. And then losing another divisional game away at a divisional rival when they're they don't have no need to win that game, where they might be playing spoiler for the Saints. Like these games have the potential to really just be this weird combination of the Saints playing into their own past narratives and then just playing into the narratives of the other teams that they are playing against any given week. This is definitely a hot take. I do not expect this to happen, but with the way I had everything playing out, this does happen, and I find it entertaining, so I'm going to go ahead and put it down on paper. So your final record, if I'm not mistaken, was 10-6, and six, right? 11-5. Uh, 11-5, okay. Yeah, uh, losing four out of the last five, and then the one against Tampa Bay. So, we completely disagree on where New Orleans is. In fact, I think this is actually the uh, first. This is the first division where we do not agree on who wins the division. Uh, because you had the Bills, yes. I had the Bills. You had the Ravens, I had the Ravens. You had the Titans, I had the Titans. You had the Broncos, I had the Broncos. Both had the Cowboys. Both had the Packers. This is the yes. only division so far that we have disagreed on who wins. But the funny thing is, we don't, if I remember correctly, we don't disagree on the Bucks all that much. So moving on to the yes. final team in the division, I actually have, even though I don't have them winning the division, I have the Bucks at 13-3 and three with a 5-1 and one record in the division. Put it in perspective, I have them losing all three of those games in the first six games of the season. I have them losing on the road to New Orleans to start the season. Then I have them losing to Denver on the road. And then I have them losing their sixth game against Green Bay at home. But after that, it's a ten-game win streak going through Vegas, New, uh, the Giants, New Orleans again, Carolina, the Rams... Kansas City, Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta again. I mean, they get to finish their season with Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, you're. we're super similar here. Again, I have the lost New Orleans win to Carolina, lost to Denver. But our the, the last win of that 13-3 record, which I also have them at, um, I have them losing to the Rams in week 11. That's actually where my loss goes. Or my other loss comes in. Um, well, the Rams are just one of those... 
The Rams, are, to me, just seem like the team that's almost exclusively only going to play spoiler for the entire season and never actually commit to winning anything significant. <laughs> oh, we'll get that's kind of how I have the Rams we'll get existing this season. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll hear about that a little bit more later. Uh, but yeah, so I have them 13-3. I very much, and I have them starting out slow. Again, that plays into the narrative that we've been talking about feels like exclusively here which is there we have i have them losing two road games in the first three games and and they're also also coming in off of covid where i think a new quarterback new tight end uh, like it's just they're gonna need to take some time to get on the same page um when it comes to the rest of the team even though they've played together before um, and I think that's going to kind of affect them against the two really good teams of New Orleans and Denver they have to play against, who largely have quite a bit of uh, consistency amongst the roster. And that's, that and being that's, said, I think Tampa Bay picks it up. That's fair. That being said, I, I think that's another reason. that, that like, I know we've beat it in to a lot of situations here, the whole short and off season, no preseason, and how it's going to affect teams with new compositions. Uh, the difference here is that the new composition for the Buccaneers is replacing Jameis Winston with Tom Brady and replacing uh, and adding the tight end um, with Gronkowski. Gronkowski. And that being said, there's already chemistry between Tom Brady and Gronkowski, and I think that helps ease Brady into the chemistry with the rest of the team a lot quicker. Which is why yes. I think Agreed. all three of their losses come very early on. Like you said, with New Orleans and Denver, we both agree they're gonna they're gonna start the season one and two. But don't let that one and two sway you from and make you believe, oh well, the dream team was a joke. Because I think they're because after starting one and two, we both have them roaring with a twelve and one finish. Yeah, but like, I think we agree there. It's like, and to be honest, be that's also quite a bit of easy games in there. Oh, but there, there uh, are, it's also just still. the team is very quality. Like, I think oh, yeah. the only other games that are at risk to drop is Minnesota, Kansas City, and a second New Orleans game. I think they win the rest of them pretty handily. And yes, I do believe they beat Green Bay handily. I think they match up really well there. I just I went with Green Bay because. Um... Aaron Rodgers has this thing with with uh, with Brady. He just plays well against Brady. I, I can't explain it, and I feel like that's going to happen again. That's all. That's really the only reason I went with Green Bay over the Rams. Yeah, we can get into that another time. But uh, long story short, thirteen three, they're a good team. We'll, we'll stop. So going now into the NFC west uh we have first up the arizona cardinals now the arizona cardinals are one of the few teams i feel fairly confident in how i have predicted their record um maybe not in the games exactly but i have them at five and eleven with a two and four record in the division and i think that's about where their talent level is right now So, I disagree with five and eleven. I have them at seven and nine. In fact, uh, they're the only team I have in this co- in this division that is not a double digit win team. Um, I think this is a. I think this is the strongest division 
in all the NFL. I think Seattle and San Francisco are both Super Bowl contenders. I think the Rams are actually pretty solid, and I think the and the Arizona Cardinals, while not they're obviously the fourth team in this division, I think they knock off quite a few people on their schedule, and I really do believe they're going to develop pretty well. I think they, I think their their offensive weapons are quite varied. I think their defense is going to get a little better. I just see them. I think seven and nine is good, especially when I look at their schedule, where I have them. Like I have them losing San Francisco, but then they beat Washington, beat Denver, they beat Carolina. I actually have them losing to the Jets, and we already know how I feel about the Jets and how I feel about Adam Gase. I think they knock one a couple out of the division. I think they beat Buffalo, who I'm very low on. I think they beat Miami. I think they lose to New England and Seattle again, and I think they've been against the Rams, and then they lose out. Like I think that's where they are. Like between five and eleven and seven and nine is where they're at. I'm more on the seven and nine area, but this team's not going to win anything. But I think that's also partially due to how tough this division is. I I trying not to laugh right now because you're going to hate what I got for the your Rams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're, you're a Rams hater, and that's fine. We can disagree on some things here. That's allowed. Anyway, uh, Rams are, I believe... You go first. You know, let's just go to the Rams. Go to the Rams. Oh, you want me to go to the Rams first? Yeah, okay, go I'll go to the Rams first. first. Um, so I have them at 10-6, and six, which is... I have them at 10-6. I've already said I have them as double-digit winners. Um, the Rams. So I actually have them starting really poorly. I've been starting two and four. Double losses to Dallas, Philadelphia. Wins against Buffalo and New York. Losses. I actually have them losing to Washington in week five and then San Francisco in week six. To me, that double loss to Washington and San Francisco is kind of where the wake-up call comes in. I think, yes, I understand that people are kind of low on McVeigh right now. Um, I and I'm also not a Goff fan, but I feel like there's actually still a lot of talent on this Los Angeles Rams team. I think gutting the Gurley contract was good. I think they're the, bat, the running backs they've coming in behind that contract um, are fine. I think Goff will be fine. I just I think they'll get a couple cheeky wins here and there, and I think there's quite a few wins here that aren't too bad. Um, I had them. I had them beating Tampa Bay, being Tampa Bay's uh, third loss. I've established that earlier. I think that's just another one of those divisional wins. Again, I have them knocking off Seattle. Again, just another divisional win. Um, then beating New England, I think, is easy. I think Jets are easy. I think Arizona late in the year is easy. I think my Chicago win is easy. I think the Miami win is easy. I think the New York Giants win is easy. Like You can see where I'm going with this. I think they have quite a few free wins. And then I think they... With the rest of the games, which ends up at 10-6. Anyway. Um, Alright. What's the record? Shoot it. 4-12, 1-5 in the division. Oh my Jesus Christ, dude. I have them... <laughs> I actually have them winning their opener against Dallas. But then losing to Buffalo <laughs> and Philadelphia. Before beating the Giants and beating Washington back-to-back, 
But then I don't have them getting another win until week 12, where I actually have them beating the 49ers. I just don't believe in this team. I think I think where we differ is I agree with you that from a monetary value, um, cutting Gurley was a good idea. But it also, I don't believe in their running back system now. And on top of that, I think the only reason Goff had success was because he had a running back system backing him up. So I have, I, I think the main difference in our records that where we, where I lose six games from you is that I have less faith in their running backs than you do. Uh, I'll be honest. Even if you don't have their faith in the running back room right now, I don't see a world where like, there's just too many running backs available. The running back is such a glut, even if they don't have it now, I think if they ever see a problem with the running back room, I think they obtain one. I, have you I'm seen just, the available free agents right now? Like, I'm just I, saying, I, I, don't, this way. I, don't, I don't buy in. I, I don't believe in this team, and nothing's going to make me. I, I'm not, let me put it this way. Uh, at 10 and 6, this is not... It's kind of like Chargers, where that's not an enthusiastic 8 and 8 for the Chargers. This is not an enthusiastic 10 and 6 for the Rams. This is more of a. I can see them doing 10 and 6, and I think they do based on how I think the schedule plays out. Um, but if, if they end it up, what do you have them at? What, 4, four and 12? 12? Like the highest I'm, not, I'm, really I'm also not though. surprised. I mean, the highest this I'm way. I'm to, not. The highest I'm willing to go is 6 and 10. I could see him beating the Jets, and I could see him beating Arizona in the last game of the season. See, to me, the minimum is 6 and 10, mainly because. I think they're guaranteed to be the Giants, Chicago, Miami, and the Jets. I think that, like, those are their four, right? Like, that's their guaranteed four. I think they have to win at least two others along the way. They have to. Like, that just doesn't make sense that they would only win the games where I think all the teams are complete and utter garbage. So, I see 6 and 10 being their minimum and 10 6 being the maximum, but I have them at their maximum here just based on how the schedule plays out. I mean, it is what it is. It doesn't yeah, change our playoffs. It doesn't change my playoffs. At I was going to say, so, it doesn't matter if they're not making the playoffs. Sorry. And, and to just move on from this catastrophe, <laughs> uh, we're going to move into matter. the 49ers. Uh, I actually have the 49ers at 11-5 and five with a 4-2 and two divisional record. Um, and I actually don't have them losing a game until the seventh game of the season where they travel to New England. And I actually have them losing back-to-back, losing at New England and at Seattle. Hey, um, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, can I take a shot here? Because I'm only one game off from you. You have them losing New England, Seattle. Do you have them losing New Orleans uh, in Week 10? Yes, I do. Do you have them losing to the Rams in Week 12? Yes, I do. Do you have them losing? in the Dallas in week 15. Yes. All right, so we have the exact same thing except for the New England. <laughs> so we, uh, The rest do, are all wins, obviously. Who do you have them losing to? Uh, but other than who uh, I have? Say, uh, the, uh, um, I had them losing to New Orleans, the Rams, and Dallas. I have them going 13-3. Uh, sorry, wait, 12-4. and four. I have them going 12-4. and four. Wait, what So I you have the exact same thing as I do, but... You have them yeah. beating New England. 
Yeah, we literally different in one game. I mean, that's fair. And I could see them beating New England. I'm not saying they won't. I just, way it's stacked up, I I put I put uh, them down to lose that game. Yeah, that's fair. You also said you think you're lower on San Francisco than most people are. Um, I think, there, I think I 11-5 isn't I think, bad. It's not bad. And I, the only reason I had them losing New England rather than beating New England is I kind of feel like they're that's their hangover. Because every team that goes to the Super Bowl and loses has a bit of a hangover in some manner the next season. I think San Francisco, even still with that hangover, quote-unquote, at 11-5, and five, should tell you how much I like this team in terms of their talent level and how young they are. That even, even quote, what I'm giving them as a quote-unquote bad year, I still have them with 11 wins. And uh, another partial thing is just kind of throwing that in that one game that we disagree on. You also have New England as a playoff team, and I do not. This is true. So, seeing that we are literally almost identical on the 49ers, I don't really want to spend much more time on them because we both are pretty much in agreement that they are around that range. But we're also, if I'm not mistaken, in agreement that they don't win the division. That that would be correct. So, moving on to the final team to make predictions for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think, even though I do not like the Seahawks, I think they are going to be fourteen and two. Yeah, uh, they're first in this division. I have them at thirteen and three. I think that's also. Uh, I think you'll agree with me here. I think you'll real quick. Mm-hmm. I think I'll, I think we both agree, though. A large part of that is. <laughs> Basically, strictly Russell, Russell Wilson, and both of true. how we feel about Russell Wilson. Um, I, that being I said, don't like the team because of the coach. But that being said, Russell Wilson is—he's equal parts nightmare for me, and like I love him to death. He's one of my favorite players, in all honesty. So, for simplicity's sake, I'll tell you exactly where their losses are. Um, I had them going three and three in the division, and they're losing all their away games in the division. I had them losing to the Arizona away, Rams away, and San Francisco away. Um, it feels like cop outs, I understand, but I feel like those are likely to drop. I just see them; they always seem to play out of the division really pretty well. well. I think no, no, and I agree with that. Um, and that's that kind of said, how that shaked out for me. At fourteen and two, I have them. We already discussed earlier. You disagree with me. I have them losing to the to the Eagles. And I also have them losing yeah. the last game of the season to the Saints. Or not to the Saints, to the, the 49ers. The away game to the yeah, 49ers. Yeah. And I, I agree with the 49ers. I think that's... Well, I, and that that's going to be a fun game to me because I still think... Ooh, excuse me. I still think that the Seahawks are going to try to win that game because that's the mentality of that team. They don't like to sit back. And I know that the 49ers are going to be the same way because they're not going to want to finish 10-6 and because, honestly, 10-6 and may not make the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah, and also keep in mind, the way mine shakes out is it doesn't matter if they win or lose that game because they locked up the division by then. Exactly. And they locked up second seed as well. So in my scenario, the, the San Francisco, 
Seattle loses that game, not only because I don't think, to be honest, even if it did matter, I think San Francisco wins that game, just because I think it's a good situation if they got to that point. Exactly. Um, but in, in my situation, Seattle can afford to lose that game because they already locked up the position. Um, part of the, that's big part of the reason to go at their game. So, to finish up the NFC here, we're going to go through our seeding, much like we did last time with the AFC. Uh, first seed I have is the Saints at 15-1. and one. Then second seed is the Seahawks at 14 and 2. I then have the Packers as the third seed at 11 and 5. And the Cowboys as the fourth seed at 10 and 6. I have the Buccaneers as the fifth seed at 13 and 3. And the 49ers as the sixth seed at 11 and 5. Yes. So, um, we have the same with our playoff teams. Seeding, seeding different. Mm-hmm. Playoff teams are the same. I have Tampa Bay first seed at thirteen and three. I have Seattle second seed at thirteen and three. Um, that there's a tiebreaker, I believe, with the divisional games. When I did that, I forgot to write down my notes on that. Um, third seed is Dallas at twelve and four. Fourth seed is Green Bay at ten and six. Sixth seed is New Orleans at eleven and sorry. Fifth seed is San Francisco at twelve and four, and then sixth seed is New Orleans at twelve five. But I do want to point one thing out. Um, I don't know. I think you guys missed this, but for the NFC North, I actually have Green Bay and Minnesota both having ten and six. So in my scenario, they ended up ten and six. They ended up splitting their series, and they ended up both having the same exact um, like opponents, and their head heads were identical, and their division records are identical. Which meant, in my situation, uh, they went to the fifth tiebreaker to decide the winner of the division, which ends up being strength of victory, which comes down to who I think is going to blow out more opponents. So so I didn't do scores when it came to um, figuring out games. I just kind of went off the gut. But, like, who do you think is going to blow out more opponents? Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers or Minnesota with, with uh, Kirk Cousins? Who do you think, honestly? Green I would give it to Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, like, they went... Could you imagine, and don't for... I want to go back and talk about this. Uh, Green Bay. They won the last three games in my situation. And Minnesota lost the last two games in my situation, which means Minnesota, going into the last few weeks, was ahead in the division and ends up blowing it by losing two straight games where it was winning in for two straight weeks. And Green Bay then ends up winning three straight games and then wins based on point differential. I want to see Minnesota if that actually happens. Oh, I want to see what happens to that poor state. Because they went from winning winning an inning for two straight weeks to being completely out of the playoffs and losing on a fifth tiebreaker. That's crazy. Look, I'm not saying this is happening. This, that sounds absurd and has. I don't believe it's happened before. That being said, it is 2020, so anything freaking goes at this point. That being said, uh, this brings us <laughs> to the playoff part of this episode. Uh, so if you'll harken back to our last episode where we had the ASC seating, um, I'm going to go, I think the best way to do this is for each of us to go through predictions for both sides so that we get our Super Bowl matchup. So basically, I'll go through my whole bracket first, 
and then you'll go through your whole bracket, and then we'll both discuss who we think wins our respective Super Bowls. Go ahead. Proceed. So, with the AFC, uh, if you guys don't remember, I have in the wild card week, I have the Titans at the third seed playing the Patriots at the sixth seed, and the Bills at the fourth seed playing the Chiefs at the fifth. Um, I have the Titans beating the Patriots, uh, moving on to face the uh, Broncos as the second seed because I do have the Chiefs beating the Bills. Uh, when it comes up to the divisional round for the AFC, I have the uh, Broncos at home beating the Titans. And then I have the Ravens getting revenge on the Chiefs to move on to the AFC Championship, which is in, which is two things for me. I think it's Lamar Jackson's statement win, beating the defending Super Bowl champs, and winning his first playoff game, going to his first AFC Championship game. I think it's 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 a marquee moment in his career where he, he tries to correct the narrative that he can't get it done in the playoffs. Also want to touch back to the Titans game. While I have them losing to the Broncos on the road, I want to point out that means that in my predictions, I have the Titans season ending the exact same way it started with a loss on the road to the Broncos. Kind of a weird storybook touching point. That being said, when it comes to the AFC Championship, I actually have the Broncos getting a road victory against the Ravens and moving on to the Super Bowl. So, with the AFC bracket out of the way, with the Broncos in the Super Bowl, I go to my NFC bracket. In the division or in the wild card round, I have the number three seeded Packers versus the six seeded 49ers and the four seeded Cowboys versus the fifth seeded Bucks. Uh, I have the Packers actually beating the 49ers. Now that being said, being the Super Bowl champions and going out in the divisional round in the wild card round may feel like a slap in the face, but I think it's going to be very close. And I just I feel like the Packers are going to be uh, just enough ahead to get through it and uh, move on to face their opponent in the Seattle Seahawks. And that is because I have the Buccaneers beating the Cowboys on the road pretty handily, in all honesty, um, which would let them face the number one seeded New Orleans Saints. So when we get to the divisional round for the NFC, I had the Seahawks beating the Packers. I flopped back and forth on this, but in I had to be honest with myself. The reason I had the Packers winning at any point was mainly because of my bias against the Seattle Seahawks. So I had to let reality take the wheel on that one, and the reality is that I think the Seahawks are a better team than the Green Bay Packers. So I had the Seahawks winning, moving on to the NFC Championship game. I then had the Saints beating the Buccaneers at home, and the reason I have that is because it's at home. That's it. Like, this is this is a matchup this year that I honestly think whoever's at home does better. That's it. That's all it comes down to. So then I have an NFC Championship game between the Saints and the Seahawks. And I think the Saints come away from that one victorious. I have the Saints moving on to the Super Bowl. Alright, Pete, it's your turn. <laughs> Did we lose you? Hello? And cut there. Pete. 
Pete. Pete. Hey, sorry about that. that. My internet just cut out. It's fun. Um, I actually finished my bit before I realized it, so there's a good cut point there, and I'll just cut this bit out. So it's ready for okay, you. Okay, fair enough. All right, so where am I starting? With uh, my AFC bracket? Yep, and then you'll go through the NFC to get your, okay. your Super Bowl matchup. All right, fair enough. All right, so um, Wait, that sounds on, good. Hold on, hold on. Start. Okay, so um, we obviously know what our seeding is at this point. So my first game would be Tennessee, uh, third seed against the Cleveland sixth seed. Um, I have Tennessee winning here. Like, as much as I like Cleveland, I feel like Tennessee ends up matching up pretty well. I I think they end up doing kind of what they did last year, where Derrick Henry just ends up taking over the from opening drive to closing, and Tennessee closes that game out. Um, Second game would be a Buffalo fourth seed against Kansas City fifth seed. I obviously I have Buffalo as a seven and nine team making into the playoffs. Uh, I don't think the defending Super Bowl champions lose this in any world. So Kansas City wins that one pretty handily. This would lead to my Baltimore being second seed facing Tennessee as the third seed. Uh, again, here I don't think. This is a repeat of last year. I think Baltimore ends up winning this game. Um, I think Baltimore is a very complete team. I think they are the better team between these two, even after what happened last year. And I think Baltimore ends up moving on to the AFC Championship game. And then the other game for the divisional round is number one Denver at number five Kansas City. This is going to be a great game. It does happen. That being said, I'm out because we've gone on record saying I love Denver. I love what they've done. I think they're going to develop really well. I'm a big believer in Drew Locke. I think their defense is fantastic, and I think they win this game by two touchdowns, believe it or not, and they end up advancing into the AFC Championship game, where I think they eventually end up beating out Baltimore and going on to the Super Bowl as a one seed. So now let's go ahead and go over to the NFC bracket where... I have the third seed Dallas beating six New Orleans. Now, I've obviously said I think New Orleans starts to collapse at the end of the year, and I think they complete it by going against possibly their worst matchup in the wildcard round against Dallas, and Dallas actually ends up beating out New Orleans. You're 15 and 1 team. Um, now, moving on to the other game I have lined up here, which would be Green Bay at San Francisco. I think this would be the best wildcard matchup amongst all the wildcard matchups that I have available here. And I think Green Bay um, ends up losing 
to San Francisco, who I believe is just a more complete team, and I think the defense ends up taking over that game, where Green Bay really much is a one-receiver threat right now, and I think the San Francisco with uh, Sherman um, ends up being able to kind of make their offense much more simple, and I think San Francisco can take advantage of the Green Bay defense, which I'm not very impressed with. All right, which would mean next week, following week, would be number two Seattle at number three Dallas. So this one is definitely the best game of the divisional rounds when it comes to a skill matchup. I had a really hard time with this one, and this one probably took me the longest to decide a winner of. Um, I think Dallas is just a little bit more of a complete team, and I don't think they're going to have that roadblock, especially after finally getting that playoff win off their back. Um, I think this is a very good team that is, ends up having a little more depth at their offensive weapons than Seattle can handle, and Dallas ends up winning this game, moving on to the NFC Championship game. And now I have number five, San Francisco, and that's number one, Tampa Bay. And obviously, we've established this before, we think Tampa Bay is going to start really rolling and only drop one game in the regular season after the first three weeks. Uh, I think Tom Brady picks it up. I think San Francisco, as much as I love them as a team, this one also ends up being pretty close. But I think Tampa Bay just ends up being flat out more talented than San Francisco and ends up winning this game, which would lead us to the NFC Championship game. That would be number one Tampa Bay against number three Dallas. Again, between the two championship games, this one's a little harder for me because I'm a much bigger believer in Denver than I am at uh, of Dallas or Tampa Bay. Um, you, you could I you could very easily sway me on Dallas or Tampa Bay winning this game, but I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this one. I think the playoff experience ends up being the deciding factor here with uh, Tom Brady being at the helm as opposed to Dak Prescott, which will lead to both number one seeds making the Super Bowl in my situation, or at least in the way my bracket plays out, which obviously, if I pick them to be the number one seed, I think they're the best team on either side of the conference, which would be number one Denver and number one Tampa Bay. And the funniest thing here is that we both have Super Bowl matchups, which are the Denver Broncos versus whoever we had winning the NFC South. Pretty much. Uh, that's not too far out. Uh, it's, uh, I think us liking the Broncos as much might be a little more unique, but I've also pretty sure I've brainwashed with the narrative that I think the Broncos are an absolutely absurd team to deal with right now, where I think their weapons that they've accrued combination with their really solid defense is kind of like this, this is the time to kind of for their to do it. Like, this is a great time for them to spike, and I predict that they are that team to spike. That's fair. So, Super Bowl predictions. You have the Broncos versus the Buccaneers. Who do you have winning that Super Bowl? I'm a little ashamed you're even asking that question. I have the Broncos winning the Super Bowl. I've been calling this for pre-draft. Like I've, I very much am on the record saying pre-draft. I think the Broncos are really primed to make that run, the run. This is the run for the Broncos post Manning of Super Bowl runs. But a lot of this boils down to how you feel about your lock when it comes to whether or not they win the Super Bowl. And I'm willing to put my eggs in this basket because I feel like they put in the position where if he's at least half decent. He's got an absurd amount of weapons that I truly believe in. I think Cortland Sutton is an absolute top five receiver in this NFL at the end of the season. 
I think they drafted really well Jerry Judy and, and KJ Hamler. I think they have no fan develops. I think their offense wide solid. I think they have a really good running back tandem. Uh, combine that with a really good teeth. I just don't. I firmly believe they win the Super Bowl this year. I know that's weird to say, like firmly believe winning a Super Bowl this early into an off season. I'm just in love with this Broncos team. So we do differ here a little bit uh, because I'm so high on the Saints this year at 15 and one. I honestly think this is the year for the Saints. Because if, if you're asking me honestly, a couple of years ago when they lost in the NFC Championship to the Rams, I felt they should have won that game. And I felt that had they won that game, they would have won the Super Bowl. At which point, we would have a two-time Super Bowl champion, Drew Brees, heading into this season. Whereas this, instead of this season for me, I have the Saints winning this game. And the reason I have the Saints winning this game is that um, I just I feel like Drew Brees is a man on a mission right now. And he wants to get one more ring before he retires. On top of that, he deals well with uh, going up against defenses. He may, the stats may not show it, but you can want, if you watch him play against a good defense, he gets that chess player mentality. He, he, you can tell he's, he's playing more alert. Now he does have his down games. That happens to everyone. But uh, I just I feel like I feel like on the highest stage versus a Broncos team that's while while their offense is going to be good, their height of their team is going to be their defense. I feel like he stacks up the best, and I feel like the Saints win the Super Bowl against in this matchup in this particular matchup. That being said, if it were the Broncos versus almost anyone else on this list. I'd probably pick the Broncos. Yeah, I I don't know how the general consensus amongst the NFL fan community is, but I think we've established that we've kind of weirdly hitched ourselves on this Broncos bandwagon, me more so than you. Um, that being said, my Saints narrative largely hangs on them collapsing at the end of the year because that seems to be a theme that I'm playing into when it comes to my predictions. So if that doesn't happen, then making it to the Super Bowl is very far from being unreasonable. So I don't hate your prediction. I just don't... If I had to put my money, I would put it the other way. But I'm not, like, surprised if you uh, seems making the Super Bowl happens. So, My particular situation definitely is kind of like the worst case scenario for the Saints. I do, I do want to also want to touch on one other thing with the Saints that um, if if we if the Saints had not been ripped off and had beaten the Rams in that NFC Championship and then gone on to play the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl and won that. Drew Brees would have only two Super Bowl wins by this point in his career, but he would have beaten both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning for those wins. And that's where I'm kind of upset that Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers on the NFC side, is now that Drew Brees won't have a chance to beat him in the Super Bowl. Nope, but we will get to see him twice in the same year, so... Hey, you know... Take it. That being said, I I feel like 
the weird thing is, while we don't agree on everything, um, I feel like both our predictions are strong and, and valuable. Uh, the one the one chink in the entire armor is uh, our differential on the Rams. <laughs> that and I think Buffalo comes into the playoffs at 7-9. Um, yeah. Outside of that, we're largely the same. I mean, we agree on 11 out of the 12 teams without any coordination between the two of us. Yup. Like, seating, seating, <laughs> seating aside, seating aside but we, we agree on largely games. on who the top we at least agree on eleven of the top twelve teams in the NFL right now, and I think that's I think that's largely to do with um, the outside the outside information the uh, the COVID the shortened off season. It lends to this season in the NFL being more polarized. I think it ends up polarizing the good teams and bad teams a little bit more than they normally would because teams now that have consistency are a little bit better and teams now that are worse are a little bit worse, which means player teams that might have been 6-10 and 10 in the past now are like 4-12. and 12. It just polarizes the records a little bit more, which makes uh, obviously uh, predicting the top end and the bottom end of the NFL a little easier and therefore making it slightly more predictable. So that being said, I feel confident in both of our picks. I think we keep talking here, but the honest answer is we've we've taken this to the fullest extent we can. You've got the Broncos, which we knew coming in was going to be your choice, and I've got the Saints. No. <laughs> Wait. You guys knew I liked the Broncos? That being said... <laughs> that being said, I think... Uh, it's a good time to call this episode. It's been a been a bit of a lengthy one, uh, not our longest, but but it's up there. Uh, Want to thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you uh, next week with uh, well, whatever we come up with. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you like listening, and we'll be back. Peace.